Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, one and all. I'm Robert Rogers, and you have just connected to Parkinson's Recovery. This is the place to be, and this is the place to come, and this is the hour to be at if you're interested in finding information that can help you get sustained relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. My guest today is internationally known Sherry Edwards, who's the winner of many awards, but she is truly the pioneer in the study of human bioacoustic biology. Sherry's been on my show several times, and she is, and this is no understatement, doing remarkable work with individuals who are currently experiencing the symptoms of Parkinson's, She's, she's making new discoveries each and every week uh, about what's causing the symptoms, and she's been able to figure out ways to be able to address all of those many different reasons. So talking about a pioneer, here is one, ladies and gentlemen. Sherry, thank you so much for being with us on the show today. That was an incredible introduction. I'm very touched. Well, I want you to know, Sherry, that I know there's a lot of research that's being done at universities by professors like I used to be when I worked at a university, but I really think your work is, is really groundbreaking. I think you're going to break open how medicine is viewed and how people view what they can do for themselves in terms of being able to get relief from whatever symptoms they're experiencing. I mean, your work is just absolutely remarkable. It's, it's, that's all I can say. So everybody who's listening, you're really you're listening to someone now today in this show who is really making history. I think she's she's really revolutionizing how everyone begins to think about how diseases formed and how we can do something about it. Well, for many years we did not know how we were making this progress. We only knew we had results. Oh, well, we had Dr. John Apsley on our show, which we're going to talk about more on this show also uh, today. And one of the things that was going on with us is we couldn't get FDA approval. I don't even know if I want their approval, but because we couldn't really give them an, an underlying reason why this was working. We just had results. And one of the things Dr. Apsley and I have been uh, talking about is the idea that we are going down to the harmonic harmonic resonance, the magnetic potential of the body. And that's how we're helping people heal themselves. And we started running some tests, and sure enough, we are changing the magnetic potential of the frequencies of the cells. So now that we have that underlying answer, then we can we can get bigger. But one of the things that Dr. Apsley said, which just sort of blew me away, he said, Sherry's work defines the unifying field theory that defied Einstein. Whoa. <laughs> that put chills up and down my spine. <laughs> he did. Well, when he said it, it was, and it's like, what do you mean? And he says, we know that you're changing the electrical potential. It's like some of Stan Tennant's work where he goes in and puts a different electrical charge on a cell, or some of Borg Nordenstrom's work where he puts a charge on a tumor cell and it just dries up. Right. He, If it's a positive charge cell, like a 30, he puts a negative 30 on it, and the, the cell, the tumors just go away. So Dr. Apsley is thinking that's how we're getting the results that we're getting. But we're using a computer program, and the 
computer program tells us what frequencies to use, what formulations to use, how to put them together, what's the priority, what's really going on. And one of the things that since we've last been on your show and we've done, oh, probably more than 30 but less than 50 um, Parkinson's folks, we're finding Parkinson's is just a, a throwaway diagnosis. When they don't know what else to call it, they're just going to throw in Parkinson's. And we can begin to look at this and we can see, does this come from the inability to use glutamate? Does it come from inability to use cholesterol or low testosterone or low Krebs cycle or low vitamin C or trimethylglycine? Or it's coming from so many directions. I don't think conventional medicine really knows what this disease is. And they're just lumping a lot of people in together that have similar symptoms but have really different root causes. So what types of causes have you been able to identify in all the incredible work that you've been doing? There are three or four biggies, uh, and we talked about some of this last time. There are two major enzymes. One is called COMT, and that stands for catechol-O-methyltransferase, and it's a genetic issue. It's an enzyme that degrades catecholamines like dopamine, epinephrine, and norepinephrine. And it's actually a kink in the gene uh, of the person. They can go and read more about this at heartfixer.com, heartfixer.com. And the other one is uh, aromic see, L-amino acid decarboxylate, but that one has another name, which makes much more sense for Parkinson's people, and it's tryptophan decarboxylase. So when you look at that tryptophan and how it is very uh, intimately involved in the whole pathway to making L-dopa and dopamine, that has been a very, very common piece. Uh, and one of the things that trips people up with that is... Um, potassium. And the other part that trips people up is B3, uh, niacin. And we have found tremendous toxins involved in this and been able to identify the toxins. Most of them have a base in chloridane, and that was outlawed. But if people have the kind of Parkinson's that shrivels up their hands and they sort of look atrophied, that's usually the kind from um, the chloridane or the herb. It's really an herbicide. And they used it a lot on uh, pot, marijuana. They used it a lot in the, the 50s and 60s on tomatoes and a lot of different other kinds of vegetables. So looking at those toxins and seeing that the body is just absolutely breaking down and not being able to rebuild itself. So I noticed that somebody else on your show had talked about toxins, too. But that's only one little kind. Another one we found was the inability to use methionine and its enzymes, um, glutathione, um, and the third one was glutamic acid and glutamate. And all of that comes into play with 
GMO foods, uh, particularly anything that creates gluten, like um, oats, rye, barley, um, wheat, and those things. And one of the biggest ones that started out with uh, somebody that came from your show was radiation poisoning. We're going back and looking at things from Chernobyl and even farther back into the nuclear plants and finding out that radiation poisoning is another form of toxicity that's causing Parkinson's and cancer. A big a big one is cancer. It robs the body of its electrical force. The, so the body is having to ma- do this dance to get rid of all of these free radicals, and it, it just gets overwhelmed. And because well, I've got two directions here to go, it gets overwhelmed in the body because the cells just can't take care of it. And then right now we're seeing it in the milk and the water and the grass and the hay and the feeds and the air. And we're following some people who are having exposure to radiation like it's coming from Fukushima, and their nervous system has begun to break down, and that's another cause of Parkinson's. The the nerves doesn't don't get fed and replenished, and their sheathing get replenished. And the others, there's actually cell signaling that breaks that breaks down. So that's the computer program that we have created that identifies this. Sounds very difficult. Sounds like a lot of information that the computer program will separate it out and say, okay, this is it. So there's a lot of factors that are at play here. For the people who you've been working with who had radiation exposure, did they live in the United States? Um, Yes, and I think we have one calling in tonight, Marion. She's going to talk about her exposure to um, the radiation. So if she's... um, Marianne Lewis, if she's, I don't know if she's going to raise her hand or how you... I don't know how (laughs) this works. This is a, for everybody, uh, this is a new control panel for me, so I can see there are people who've called in, so let's just click them in and see who's there. They might have questions for you too, Sherry. Hello, uh, this is area code uh, 352. You're on the air. Hello. This is Robert speaking. And that must not be her, so we'll check somebody else here. Hello, area code 239. You're on the air. Hey, this is that's Marion. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you hit the jackpot. Da-da, thank you for calling in. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you, Dr. Rogers, very, very much for your show. Because if it weren't for you, I would never have met Sherry Edwards. Uh, and it literally well, changed my life. That makes my day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't thank you enough. I was at the end of my line watching my life ebb away. I cannot tolerate the Parkinson's medications and was losing weight and just literally wasting away. And um, I had been diagnosed about almost two years ago, and uh, started out on the meds, had problems, and then they got me adjusted, and I did okay for a while, but then I started having major problems and just could not function. So um, we were planning to make a trip north. We live in Florida, 
and I am a 74-year-old grandmother, and uh, this was really going to be my goodbye trip to my family because I just felt that I was dying. And I just happened to um, hear your radio show, and um, Sherry was on the show that day. And I said to my husband, I just knew I had to go there. And I asked him if he wouldn't mind making a 700-mile detour. (laughs) 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 And he did. And thank God for that, because it has literally given my life back. Not only did it help me um, with my Parkinson's symptoms, but many other issues that I have. And now I have taken the training, if you can imagine. I was in Sherry's office. And she said, oh, my, you have so many issues. We really need to get you to a practitioner, but we don't have any in Florida. And there I was in my weakened condition, said, you're looking at her. (laughs) Oh, that's great. And she said, fine. And I thought she might tell me I was too old or whatever or too weak or whatever, but she didn't. She encouraged me, and I I did the training online after I got back home from my trip. And I survived and doing well. And I just really got all my equipment and everything this afternoon, in fact, and I'm ready to go. I've got people lined up, and I want to specialize in Parkinson's. I've got so many Parkinson's friends here. And at the time that I said I was going to do this, I had no idea if I could physically or financially do it. But here I am and doing better every day. But I have to tell you that my story began when I was 18, and I was exposed to radioactive material. We worked in a uranium processing plant in southwestern Pennsylvania that is now under 20 feet of earth with a barbed wire fence around it. And um, exposed to radio, I did not tell Sherry that I was exposed to this, that she found it in my boyfriend after all those years. At, at age 23, I developed a low thyroid problem. At age 37, I had cancer in the saliva gland. And the left side of my face was, uh, I had radical surgery that took my facial nerve. And so my left side of my face is paralyzed. Um, And when I turned 50, 14 years later, I had lung cancer, the same cancer returned. And then at age 71, I started with a little tremor that they diagnosed as the essential tremor. A year later told me I had Parkinson's disease. So it all stems back from being exposed to radiation. And this is my fear of what's going to happen to our babies, our children, and our grandchildren, only it's going to happen much earlier to them. And I really feel, you know, we have the ability to do something about it. We need to get the knowledge out there. And um, I had uh, some wonderful experiences with Sherry in that I get emotional, I'm sorry. It really meant a lot to me. While she was doing my tones the first day, that night I noticed my 
left foot was turned in, and my toes were curled under when I went to her. And that night, my toes straightened out. The next day, I noticed some feeling, a strange sensation on my left side where the drainage tube had been for my lung surgery. My feel, the feeling was coming back. There was a numb spot there. There was also a, a little tingling feeling in the side of my face. I've been paralyzed since I'm 37, for 37 years. And I have slight movement in my face. So nerves are regenerating. I was getting zingers all over the place. And a burning sensation in my nose. And the following day when we left uh, Sherry's clinic, we went through uh, Pennsylvania, stopped for gasoline. And I came out of the restroom and I said, oh my goodness, hon. I smell gasoline. He said, well, I'm filling the car. I said, no, 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 I smell it. He said, oh, my goodness. I got to my daughter's the next day, and my grandson had made popcorn, and I smelled it. And the following day, I went to the grocery store. Now, the last time I'd been to the grocery store, I couldn't even make it around a store, and I had to use a wheelchair. I was walking around the store, swinging my arms, unassisted, and smelling all sorts of things in the store. And I saw a pile of cantaloupe, and I decided to test this. And I went over, and I remember my grandmother saying, uh, you could tell a good cantaloupe if you could smell it. So I thought it would be my dumb luck to pick up one that's not ripe. But I did. I picked one up, put it to my nose, and I could smell it. And honestly... Dr. Rogers, I sobbed over the darn cantaloupe. Oh, I how could not, sweet. I could not speak. My husband came up running over, what is wrong? <laughs> Did our son say something mean? <laughs> no, no, no. These I are tears of delight, it. my dear. <laughs> I can smell it. And it was just a wonderful thing. At seven years, I hadn't smelled anything. And now in just a few days, the smell had returned. And there's just been so many things happen, and I still have some Parkinson's issues that I'm dealing with. You know, if Sherry said, I have to peel the onion one layer at a time, because I have many, many issues, and I developed, you know, a heart problem and all of that, but it's all related. It's all related. The thyroid started, and then the heart, and the and the cancer, and the... Parkinson's, they're all related to radiation exposure. And that's why I just really feel that it's so important for people to be aware and to get on board. And we can find what's happening, find out how to fix these things, and help ourselves because the conventional medical doctors can't help us. They can only give us more drugs, and when, those just don't work. When you came up here was at, to the clinic and we stuck in the back lab and stuck a microphone in front of you, is that what you expected us to do? or for people? What I came there for was primarily the tremor, and I didn't expect anything else. I thought if I could get some relief of the tremor... Um, because I just felt the other things were just going to be there, and that was it. But the tremor was very difficult. I 
was a sewing teacher for 50 years, and I couldn't sew anymore. And I wanted to be able to do that. And uh, that was the main thing. Now, I still have a little bit of issue with the tremor, but it was pretty bad by the time I got there because I had gone off the medication in order to make the trip because I was vomiting all day long. And I had gone off the medication, so by the time I got the sherry, I wasn't in very good shape. And I still have some tremor, but it it is diminished quite a bit, and at times it isn't there. But you know, I'm still working on it. And uh, but it's just the improvements today, Sherry. Today, I saw a little jiggling. I'm looking in the mirror, and I saw a little jiggling in my chin, and also under my left eye. So this. The dead uh, nerves in your face are coming back. Right. And the feeling, I had that whole side of my face was numb. It was like when you have Novocaine. And, and I would often bite the inside of my cheek. And I have total feeling inside and outside of my face. And everyone says I look different. And I really think that that deep depression that I had on the side of my face may be starting to fill in a little bit. I don't know. It's this weird but it seems like it's not as deep as it was. And I don't know if there's tissue growing back there or what, but it's a fascinating thing. And every day is a wonderful experience. Marion's a very determined lady, and I think that helps with her case too. But to be able to identify, okay, here's the frequencies of her foot and watch her foot relax, and here's the, the B vitamins that's causing her tremor, and here's the cholesterol issue, and and to have that available and watch people just get so excited and it's more than excitement it's it's like exuberation it's like jumping oh look at my foot and it's 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 just it's awesome to watch when you're when you're trying to help people like this it's i i've just never got over that delight in in seeing people not be in pain or now they can use their hand again or it's it's awesome and i i want this for everybody i want this kind of uh work this kind of and i can't say it's medical but this kind of technique i want it to be available to everybody wow marion are you going to have a whole class down there oh my goodness i've got people who are taking numbers they're putting numbers in my in my Parkinson's support group. They're taking numbers. I can't believe they can't wait. Did you get your equipment yet? Did you get ready? are you ready yet? I mean they are so excited. And these are all people seventies and eighty years old who want they want a better life. They don't want to be zombies and most of them are men who were very successful men who you know, in their lives and now they've become like zombies. And it's so sad. And my, I, I have a wonderful Parkinson's movement disorder doctor who's just floored by all of this. He doesn't know what to think of me, you know. And I keep sending him more and more patients, and I've sent him probably twenty some people already. And he, and he says, and I tell several people, I said, I don't think you have Parkinson's disease. And three of the three people I've sent him, that I told, did not have Parkinson's disease. They don't. And one of the ladies in my sewing guild came up to me last Saturday, and she said, you know the doctor said I don't have Parkinson's disease? Oh, darn, that woman was right again. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, 
told him I don't want to put him out of business, but I'm telling you that there's something more to this Parkinson's thing than what they would have us believe. And, you know, when you when you go into a doctor's office and they spend about five minutes and they have you walk up and down the hall and do a couple things with your hands and they say, you know, out of the blue, you're totally unprepared for this. Well, you have Parkinson's disease. It's a degenerative disease. Take these pills. There's really nothing we can do. I'll see you in three or four months. And I'll give you some more pills until you can't take those pills anymore because you're going to get worse. And it's just awful. And then I insisted on, I said, well, there's got to be something I can do. So they sent me for therapy. So I said, okay, took the therapy. And on the second day, the young perky girl comes in and she shows me this Mercedes-type walker with a, a, a beam that went across. Because at that time I was falling and I was freezing and I was doing all those things that I don't do anymore. And I said, who are you talking to, girl? You're not talking to me. I'm, I said, I noticed you said, when I need it, not if I need it. And I just wasn't prepared for that. And I refused to lay down and die. I mean, I've been through a lot already. And I'm just not going to lay down and die. But the medications, I always told my husband, a disease will not kill me. The cure will. The, the one, drugs are terrible. One of the things I noticed when you were here, Marion, one of the very first things is you could just kind of pop up and down out of the chair when you couldn't do that before. That was right. our first indicator that this was working for you. Yes. Getting in oh. and out of the car, out of the chair, walking out, you know, by myself. I want to make it. I want to make it clear, something clear to people, and then Marion can add to this. This is not a one-time deal, and no. it's not something that we can do over the phone. And there are people who are getting very upset with us when they call here and say, can you give me some information about why I have Parkinson's? And yes, I can, because we can look at their nutrition and their genes and other kinds of things, and we can provide that to them. But when then they want me to cure them over the phone, that's just not how this works. We do have some practitioners that will travel, but if people can come here, and that's kind of what I wanted um, Marianne to describe, what it's like coming here, because it, what happened to her could not have happened had she not at least come here for the beginning. And, and you see it for yourself and you experience it, and then that's what makes it real. That's what convinces you of what's going on. And it doesn't hurt. No, and you're right. It takes time. I'm still working on the tremor. It is less than it was, and I'm not on the medication. But so it's, a, it's still a, clearly a, it's a clearly takes a process. time. It's yes, it is. You, know, you have to be patient. I want to emphasize that people listening to this show, uh, many have probably not listened to the prior shows, and so they're at this point probably just a wee bit confused about the miracle that's happened for you. Now, what might help listeners is to have a description of what happened when you actually came to Sherry Edwards' clinic. So you walked in the door, you, there was probably a receptionist there, and you probably had to wait a bit, I would imagine, before you had a chance to see her? Not very long, and they took some pictures of me. They okay, took, took some video. pictures. Yes, and they asked me what I expected. You know what I what I wanted. What was my reason for coming there? And I had to fill out some papers and so forth. 
and then before, not before, too, didn't wait very long, and Sherry took me in and put a microphone in front of me and had me speak into the microphone for about, I don't know, 30 seconds or so. And what did you and talk about? I, we talked, first I talked about uh, my health, and then I talked about our trip. She wanted something that, you know, I had talked about my symptoms. It becomes almost rote. You know, you just keep saying this because you repeat the same thing to every doctor and every person. And so then she wanted something that was spontaneous. So you talked about the trip and and or whatever. And uh, then she took the voice trends. And then she did her thing and came back, and she started to use some uh, tones. And I took them back to the hotel that night in a tone box and uh, listened to them that evening and returned the next day. And I was overzealous. <laughs> this is bad. I have like I want you know a cure and I want it yesterday, <laughs> and I listen to the tones constantly. I just I can't get enough of it, and I overdosed on some of the things just like you can on medication, and I had take you know listened to them too long, but, you know I I had them on from the time I left. I had them on all night. <laughs> you would you're not going to stop. <laughs> Well, totally against the instructions. Well, yes. Yeah. So that was not the instruction, no. But you know, I thought, well, you know, more is better. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was overzealous, and I and I and I and I was just too anxious, and so I had to be adjusted. And uh, when and then when we left there, I understood more uh, after they explained and they had explained again because you hear what you want to hear, you know. And even though they had written it down, I still, you know, I decided I knew better, but uh, I didn't know better. <laughs> so so uh, you, they gave you this box. Now, do you have to plug yeah. that in in order to play it, or is it... Uh, you have headphones. And headphones. And it's a box about the size of a pack of cigarettes, I would say. Okay. And some so buttons you can, on it. And so it doesn't... My husband, yes, my husband also, uh, who was a very skeptical when we went there, he thought, well, you know, I'm just, this is her dying wish kind of thing, and took me in and put up with me. And uh, he, uh, they said, well, wouldn't you like to have yours done, too? And he, and he said, okay, and I almost fainted. <laughs> he did have his son. He has just gone through 45 radiation treatments with prostate cancer, and he has diabetes, and he had a, a, an arm, shoulder issue where he he couldn't reach around to get his wallet out of his pocket, back pocket, but we thought that was psychological, but it really wasn't. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you are so funny. So anyway, he did his too. So we shared the same box. They put the tones in the box for both of us. And uh, we shared the box. And that way, of course, it kept me from using it all the time. And that was good. And uh, it wasn't long before he was able to reach in his back pocket. Now, that wasn't something that he had told the practitioner when he went there. He, 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 Sherry did not do his tones. Another gal that worked for, with her did and while well, she was doing mine. And uh, he did not plan. He, I don't think he even told her that he had that problem, but he, that, is no longer, that was no longer a problem just after a few days. And we don't. And we he went to the doctor here just last week, and so far he's doing very well with uh, his numbers on his prostate and uh, his diabetes and so forth and so on. So his 
uh, symptoms were not as visible as mine, of course. You know, with Parkinson's, very visible symptoms. So it's not as dramatic when someone sees him, except when he reaches for his wallet, and then uh, as it does uh, with mine. Because everybody says, oh, you know, you look different, or they go to help me when I don't need help anymore, that kind of thing. It's it's really, it's just, they stand in awe, you know, just wonderment. How did you do that, you know? And they said, we know you pray, but, you know, we didn't know you had that kind of connection. <laughs> <laughs> we we tested Marion every step of the way. When we were giving her sounds for the trimmers, we had her hold out a piece of paper until we found the one that made the trimmer stop. When we were working on her foot, we we worked with her feet and her standing up and walking. So every little piece that we did, we we were checking ourselves every... There's video of that, of the paper, of me holding the paper. Mm-hmm. But so... we, loan, we loan people the tone box overnight to make sure this is going to work because we don't want people to, to buy something that's not going to work for them. So we loan the tone box to them and then make sure everything's okay, and then we let them out of here. Most people come from a long long way and I wanted to fill in something when we take the voice we look at the frequencies of the voice we look at the harmonics we look at the distance between and I used to do all of this by hand and just with my hearing and now we've developed computer programs so that everybody can do this so this is not some special talent you have to have to be able to take this vocal print and and put it in the computer and get your reports it's just yeah, now I can even do it. Yeah, punching buttons, yes. But, Marion, you were a computer-savvy lady before you took the class. Well, I have written some e-books, and I have them online and things like that. So, yes, yeah, so I had some computer background, but, you know, only self-taught stuff. I, you know, I have a high school diploma. I have no biology, no chemistry. And I, I find that when I talk to people about doing this, Sherry, that they feel that they have to be, have a... You know, I don't know a degree in what, but, you know, I was in class with, I know, people that had various degrees, and, of course, they were from 22 years old on up, but I felt I held my own and did okay. So I encourage people, no matter what your age or even your condition, if you can sit there long enough to, it is an intense course. Um, I did collapse at the end of the day, I have to say that. (laughs) I was... You know, nine to nine. I went nine to five or nine to six or whatever with the class, and then I had, did homework and then I crashed. But you know, the, a few weeks ago, I couldn't even walk across my living room floor. So I mean, I thought that was just marvelous, and I didn't even have to stop in the middle of class. And in fact, on Friday, some of the people disappeared, and I hung in there. They didn't even. I didn't even go to lunch. I mean, I was so psyched up. It was just marvelous. And she was fantastic. In, she was in class with a couple of physicians, and she outlasted them. <laughs> ah, good for you, Miriam. I'm Robert Rogers, and you're connected to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. My guests today are Sherry Edwards from Sound Health and Miriam Lewis, who has gone to Sherry's clinic and is uh, describing her experience. So, Miriam, just to be clear for everyone, when you went to Sherry Edwards uh, with that 700-mile diversion on your trip, mm-hmm. it wasn't your intention to enroll in the class. You were there no, because you thought... No, absolutely not. No, I you was were just barely, there to connect. I was, connect. Barely, you, you I wanted was barely to able to, to function. 
yeah, was barely so you, able to function. So you just and, wanted a little uh, bit of help, basically. I just felt like God was leading me there, to tell you the truth. I really felt the whole thing was part of a master plan, that I needed to go there. I was I was supposed to be there. There was a reason for it all. And, you know, I there was something more that I needed to do with my life. And it has literally turned me around. Because I was really, I told you, I was, I felt like I was dying. And I've never felt that when I've been told I had less than 10% chance to live. When I was 37, I was told I had less than two years to live when I was 50. And I, you know, I just couldn't believe how I felt now with the Parkinson's, with the medications, really. It was the medications, not the Parkinson's itself. The medications were making me so very sick that I really thought I was dying. So... Marion, what do you what do you think we should do with this information? Oh gosh, we need to blast it out to the world. <laughs> just, and I you know, and I really appreciate so I said I really appreciate what Doctor Rogers is doing and uh we really need to get more people trained and get out there and I, I hope to be the representative here in Florida for Parkinson's disease and there are a lot of other senior ailments that uh, I'll be dealing with, I know, because that's just the senior people that I'm around and with all the time. But we need to deal with the younger ones, too. I have grandchildren with ADD and ADHD and bipolar. And all these things can be addressed and, and fixed and taken care of, and we need to get more people involved. When you Is this like medicine? Oh, it's better than that. <laughs> I want to get it. I call it sound hope, Sherry, and I call Sherry sharing Sherry because she gives so much, way above and beyond what any human being should be giving. She gives from her heart and her soul and her being, and she truly is a gift to this world. And someday she will be truly appreciated for what she's given. But uh, I call it sound hope, and I love uh, it. Yes, and I said because it's it's amazing the whole thing. Um, I belong to. I'm very active in the Hope Parkinson's program here in Southwest Florida. We have a wonderful program, Dr. Rogers, where they have free exercise and balance classes and aqua size and dance and art and music and almost anything you can think of, Tai Chi and all the different things and support groups and wonderful programs. And in the wintertime, our numbers triple. So I have been asked to speak at several of the Parkinson's support groups already. They've got me lined up for the fall and the winter. And they want to hear about sound bioacoustics and what it can do for them. So um, I know I'll be very, very busy. Um, but, you know, it just it. I want people to... Be aware of this radiation threat because it is real and it is damaging. And people need to join the Guardian Network and be a part of that. Okay, we're going to explain a little bit more about that Guardian Network. Uh, I'm getting a question here on my email, and it says, how is this really happening? And if anybody, I don't know how they found my email, but it's sherryedwards at gmail.com if people want to write and it's Sherry is S-H-A-R-R-Y. But the question is, how does this work? Okay, let me maybe take two minutes. You have a brain, and look at that as your central processing unit. 
and all the signals from the brain go out from the brain to the rest of the body through your neural network. And we just found a way how to tap in to that system. And if she's not getting a signal to her toe, we can give her brain a signal that feeds her toe or give her brain a signal that feeds the dopamine pathway or whatever is going on. So we're kind of tapping into the energy system of the body. And I don't think this is a new medicine, which is what this person, is, Amy, is saying on the uh, email. I think this is a very old medicine. I think this is how people knew how to cure themselves in the beginnings, and the aborigines still do it with sound and rhythm. And I think this is what the Templars did, that the Christian church tried to bury in the 14th century when they burnt all these Templar priests at the stake. So new medicine, advanced medicine, Star Trek medicine, old medicine. Um, Indian medicine. <laughs> Indian, it's all of those. Um, is frequency our new medicine or an ancient mystery revealed? And I think it's both. And if people want to see some of those articles, they can go to our website, soundhealthoptions, with an S, dot com, and go to the research articles. We're soon going to have an article up there uh, by Marion. And I just think her story is incredible, and it needs to be out there and needs to be told. And Marion's is, is, is one of the more spectacular ones, but there's many spectacular ones. It's it's ancient medicine that's been computerized. That's yes. What it is. Yes. 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 And one of the things that we're finding out with Parkinson's is it's just not the Parkinson's. It's allergies. It's methylation, how people use their resources. It's dystonia. It's spasticity. It's inflammation. It's radiation exposure. So it's several things at once. And Marion, before Dr. Rogers and I uh, got on the phone with each other uh, and talked about this show, we talked about doing a special Parkinson's class. And maybe awesome. in the and maybe in the beginning, just just do a, a little overview and show people the first program. But our goal is to have at least one Parkinson's trained person in every state that's listening to us, in every Providence and, and Canada, wherever people are listening to us. Oh, can have... I be the first in Florida? So, Sarah, you were talking about the Guardian Network. Explain to people what that's all about. Okay, this has been going on for about um, a little over a year. And every month we meet as a group of guardians of the people. And this month we met about the immune system and we exposed people to the computer program about the immune system and what they can look for and the issues like F and F sharp is really um, a biggie for immune and A sharp. So we have a free program for them and we teach them how to do things with allergies or Parkinson's or um, losing weight or, or building muscle or whatever they'd like. Uh, and with the immune system, there's a lot of magnesium and cholesterol. So they can do their own evaluation, and we give them the information of what they should be looking for. Now, that's the free part. If they want the actual computer program, and we sell those here at $185, but if they join this network, and this is people who will commit 
to taking this out to their community, then that computer program is $40. And I think for a couple months we even gave it away for free. But at least the Parkinson's and the radiation thing, I know we gave away for free. It may still be up on the website. And if you want to look for that, there's a scroll bar at the top. So wait for the little girl that has the pink sweater and then click on that, and it will take you. I don't know if if the programs are still free or not. I know they were supposed to change it this week um, because they've been up there for a, a long time. So, uh, But we were talking about maybe doing a program particularly for your Parkinson's people. So if they want to be a part of this program and it's online and they can learn to do this, we can do it for them and then out of that group that takes uh, that course, we are going to give Dr. Rogers some scholarship money to help people take the course and be that one person that's providing information um, in an area. And, you know, like with Marion, I envision Marion having two or three other people train, and I see these as younger people going to train and help her out because she's going to have more work than she can possibly do. So I don't think we're going to restrict it totally to just one person per state, but that's what we'd like to see. At least one person per state join us in this effort to get this information out to the public because I just don't think conventional medicine has a, a good enough handle on it to be able to, to deal with it. We're getting it's growing with leaps and bounds. It really is. I know I've had a number of calls from people who have actually attended your training program, Sherry, and are deeply involved in your effort in order to be able to really commit. Is it necessary for a person then to come for, for example, an entire week and attend your training program? They can do it online. Marion did it online. Yes, I did it online because I didn't think I could physically go back again. I really was not very strong when I when I did it. But I was able to to do it, you know, uh, in my own home, and uh, and it's it's yeah, it's a very it's a lot of work, it's a lot of information. But it's a lot less expensive to take the course and take care of yourself than it is to travel back here all the time. Right. right. I am coming up for the conference, though. So see, I'm making another trip already, Doctor Rogers. I thought that was my last, and I can't wait to get more. We have now, an annual conference every year to to provide people all the new information. And the biggest one we're providing this year is a way for people to do their own blood tests by taking a vocal profile and looking at every aspect of their blood just as if they sent it off to the lab and paid seven or eight thousand dollars to get everything done. Wow. That's exciting, Sherry. That's the biggie. Really, that yeah. is big. Gosh. I'm excited about that, too, because my veins always collapse when I do my blood. <laughs> we want this idea of self, health, predictive medicine, because we don't see Obamacare really helping people that are in this predicament. So it's but, medicine for the people. Yes, that's why we're calling it Guardians of the People. And uh, I guess we aren't allowed to call it medicine because the FDA hasn't approved us, and they haven't approved us for two reasons. One, I don't know if I want their approval because they don't have a good track record. 
and two, we really didn't know why or how this happened. But here's something else. When the government gets in trouble and they need some kind of poison or something decoded, they come to me. So they know about what we do, and they're just kind of leaving us alone to see what we're going to develop. Because you can solve a lot of problems that they're confronting, obviously, and they actually know that. Now, people who are listening are probably thinking, oh, I'm going to have to actually attend or go uh, to Sherry's Clinic, which is just north of Cincinnati, Ohio. But many people are living in London or France or other foreign countries. So the key is you have trained a number of individuals, Sherry, through your training program who have the equipment, have the knowledge to be able to do these analyses and help people out. And they're located throughout the country and and in other countries. Is not that true? Yeah. Absolutely. There is a map on our site, Sound Health Options, and they just go, uh, I think it's under Find a Practitioner or Clinical Services or or something like that. They're revamping the site, so I never know what's up there. Um, But I think it's Clinical Services, and there's a map down at the bottom. Now, that's rotated every few months because people just get run over with having too much um, business, and they, they can't handle it. So a lot of people send somebody else to be trained as an assistant uh, to them. So that that happens also, and that's a that's a far smaller course. That's only a one day course that they I do. See. So a person who's listed there could be contacted, and a person could make an appointment with them. It would be like making an appointment with any healthcare practitioner to be able to get a diagnostic and then follow that up with, uh, I guess they would be given that sound uh, box and given some frequencies and see to the extent to which it would help. Is that sort of the process that practitioners use? It is, if you go see them in person. Now, last night, we have happy hour every other Tuesday. And last night, on the air, online, and this is free, we did a Parkinson's case. And we found out several things but this is just information. We found there was a genetic problem with enzymes, there was an inability to use trimethylglycine, and there was, um, I can't remember what the toxin was, but it was kind of chloridane-based. And he did have the atrophied hands, he reported to us when I said, you know, based on what I see here, I think you have atrophied hands, and yes, he did. So we're able to provide the information to them on the air with happy hours. He was calling from South America, I think. Yes, he was. I forgot. His name was Michael. And uh, I think he's going to end up taking the class so he can take care of himself. But if they want people to do that, us to do that for them, they can either join us on happy hour or they can call the office and just set up a, a private appointment or we can teach them to do it themselves, and that's what this Guardian Network is about, where we meet once a month and go over uh, what's happening. I don't know what's happening um, next month. Uh, oh, yes, I do, the swine flu. We All the new swine flu that they put out that they're threatening us with, we always give those numbers to the practitioners so they can watch and see if they're being exposed to it in a genetic form, and then if it becomes a protein, what the antidotes are for it. Oh. So we do that there every... There is a, a for, the Guardian Network for Yahoo group, too. Yes. Um, 
And on there, lots of articles that they can look at. And one of the big things that we have done and added to all of this is a program called Radiation Exposure. Oh, they made us change the name. Radical Exposure is what they made us change the name to because FDA didn't want anybody doing anything about radiation. So that was a program we gave away a couple of months ago so people could see that at a cellular level, did they have cesium or uranium or plutonium that could be the cause of this? And then we gave them all of the nutritional antidotes and also the competitor antidotes. There is a way to look at pathways in the body. We look at mathways, where it's a new biology to be able to look at, say, strontium. And if you've been exposed to it, adenine triphosphate is its antidote. And you can buy that over the counter. So we tried to do this in a way that people could get a hold of the things that were the antidote or the competitor to it. Like I think choline is a competitor to the strontium. So there's ways that people can do this on their own, and we want to hand that to the communities so that if we're threatened with this, if you read that you know strontium's in your water in your area, then you've got an antidote right here in front of you in this little chart. That's so amazing. What about heavy metals? People are concerned about detoxing heavy metals. How can sound health help with that? We do it in two ways. We know the frequencies to make the heavy metals uh, give up their receptor site, and then that you can do it with herbs. But here's another one that you can do with the ATP, adenosine triphosphate. That's the first chemical made when conception takes place, and it, it it's the same frequency as white light, and it really takes care of the body in a very good way. It also helps make energy. But it will bind heavy, toxic metals, including these radiation um, metals, and bind them out of the body. But you have to really be careful and watch your kidneys. One of the stories that Marion told me is the doctor gave her something that really messed her up, and she was able to watch her vocal print and fix herself from what the regular doctor had done to her. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You it made my heart go crazy. And I thought, you know, I thought I was going to end up in the hospital because I knew this stuff was too strong for me. And uh, so I was able to give myself the antidote and bring myself back to normal. So did you do a voice diagnostic to figure out what was going yes, on? Yes, I did. A, I did a vocal print really a couple times a day just to watch it. And I could see what was happening. And then I was also taking my blood pressure and my pulse and all of that because my heart rate became very erratic. And uh, it really was very, very scary. And by the time you call the doctor and they, and, they, and they get to somebody and they get back to you and they make the change finally and you have to go get blood work and then they'll agree to change it. And I told them all along it was too strong, but they wouldn't take my word for it, of course. And uh, so by that time, you know, I was fixing myself because I said, oh, yes, you're right, it's way too strong. <laughs> going to change it. And then it'll take six weeks for it to work. Well, you know, I would have been dead by then. <laughs> oh, oh, holy mackerel. But anyway, it's much better. It's improving every day. We're doing two other things that we're going to try to help people with, too, and that's we found a way to give people medication with sound, 
and that's still experimental because I don't want the FDA jumping on me. And then we found a way to charge water with sound, and we've been able to change the pH of water with sound. We've been able to give people iron with sound and progesterone, a hormone, by putting sound in water, charged water, and having them drink it. And you can see in their blood tests that there's been a change. Oh, that's so creative. We don't know how long it's going to last, so how long is charged water going to last? Dr. So, Rogers, you're on the West Coast, is that correct? But is what correct? Are you on the West Coast? Yes, 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 we're, we're in Olympia. Well, you, I hope you have some software there to ch- do your vo- vocal print because you should be aware of the radiation that's in the air there that is already affecting people. Right, that's what I understand. So get on board, man. Uh, well, well, yeah, I've got all the programs, and uh, we've got the the Parkinson's one that I've exercised, and we've got the nutrition one, and that's yielded all sorts of fascinating results as well. Yeah, you need to check that radical rescue. You probably can pick it up off of the off the internet, Doctor Rogers, the radiation one. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Well, you you also do, yes, have I do need to do that. Yeah. Isn't that true? Your mother had Parkinson's. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so you need to be very aware of these things, I'm sure. But uh, if you're exposed to radiation, it's going to make you more prone to being susceptible to um, having a problem. Okay, I've gotten two more emails here. Yes, we're going to do a Parkinson's week-long class just for Parkinson's, and we're going to include in there how to look at radiation. I think from what I'm getting here... There should be six other courses in with this, or little courses. Methylation, allergies, Parkinson's, dystonia, spasticity, inflammation, radiation, um, even nutrition. So as we plan this class, and I'm hoping people will get in touch with uh, Dr. Rogers or me, then we will make the class, this week-long class, just about Parkinson's. Oh, that's exciting, Sherry. So do you have an idea of exact, about when that would uh, be held? Probably after our conference, which is going to be um, September. What? That's tomorrow. Um, September. But, the last week of September, isn't it? Yes, but if people want it quicker than that, we'll do it. And if Please include want, me. Please include me. <laughs> you can be part of instructor. Oh, my goodness. we'll get this done but Parkinson's is on the rise on the quick rise of what's going on so there's there's some things that people can do right now you know and they probably know get away from aspartame get away from uh, MSG get away from gluten gluten, uh, GMO products which is there is an article about GMOs and cell signaling and how that's related to Parkinson's that's on our site under research articles. So that's a biggie. But we want to hear from any of you who want to do this class and take it to your um, community. We will help you all we can. And Marion can tell you, sometimes we bother you and get in your face. We want to help so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Marion can, I mean, she emails me in the middle of the night and she gets an answer back. That's right. That's right. 
Uh, you know, sure. I think you work 48 hours a day. <laughs> I don't know how you get she, all of she this. She does. I call, so I call her sharing, sharing. She's unbelievable. Yes. Well, I just said to the universe, if you want this done, you better give me energy. And it's just there. God protects this stuff. I, I think I'm just so privileged to get to be the radio to bring this information to to the human race. I am so honored by that. Um and that all of it started with this mutated ear, and I have a mutated voice, and it does strange things. But I think this is the next step in our evolution, but I also think we're going to create a problem. What's going to happen when health is no longer an issue? Overcrowded planet. So what we have done is start to work on a NASA project with being able to look at bone density, because that's one of the problems. They say we can't go to other planets because your bones will disintegrate. We already know how to put the calcium and the bone matrix protein back into your bones. We have a program for osteoporosis. That one's done. And we already have a program to increase your muscle mass and decrease uh, muscle atrophy that happens in space travel. And it's all in a mattress and in a bed. So, you know, there's no... Um, air in space so that, you, you know, the sound won't travel, but we, we can now do it with vibration. Marion, I'd like to see how you do with your sounds on a sound bed. Now, when you come up for conference, we're going to stick you on the sound bed and see what your sounds do. Oh, that sounds exciting. Through the I, I want people to understand, I have this question asked all the time, it is not music. It is not music that I that you listen to. They think it's some kind of healing music. And it, that you can buy on a CD. It, it's not that at all, and uh, it's, it's not music, and it's not something generic. You can't. If I have Parkinson's, I can't hand over my tones to other Parkinson's people. These are all individualized tones, and they are low. Um, like help me, Sherry. Oh. Kind of in the background, like something a low, like mo- level motor hum. But yeah, it's like really the fan running or the refrigerator running, something okay. like that. It is not musical. They're frequencies of your brain. Your brain speaks zero to 64 cycles per second. And if we want to talk to your brain, then we're going to speak math because that's what your brain speaks, uh, math as frequency. If you hold your hands over your ears, you can hear your body sound. You know, sort of cup your hands. Yeah. And that you feedback can hear that sound. is called an auto-acoustic emission. That's perfect for you all the time. And if you can listen to that, you know, you don't need anything I have, except maybe you want to identify what nutrients you need for the day or something. But that sound is perfect for you. It's a, it's a feedback loop of how our body is supposed to heal itself. So this, we get into this in the class, all of this ancient stuff and how to bring it forward and how to teach people to do it for themselves. That's what we really would like to do, to teach everybody to do this for themselves. But people get so excited about it, they want to help everybody else at the same time. Right. And I love it. It's exciting, Sherry. There's no question about it. you have to do the right thing. You you can give somebody the wrong sounds and make them sicker. So that's why you need the training. You need to know what you're doing. Absolutely. And... (laughs) 
Marion's very responsive to sounds. You don't get ten seconds on her before she says, no, that's the wrong one. I don't want that. Uh, so she knows. I'm just a super sensitive chick. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can, you can make people strong or weak or throw up or lose their bowel or not be able to see. We just had a guy in today with macular degeneration, and out of his right eye, he couldn't even see the grids on the answer uh, test we were giving him. And by the time he left, he could read the stuff on the walls. It was amazing to watch. Boy, he must have been thrilled by the end of that treatment. Jeez. Oh, he he was trying not to be. <laughs> there were other people here, but you could tell that he was excited because he was grabbing a newspaper and then he then he looked at a recipe that was sitting there for gluten free bread and um we try to keep a lot of things around for people to to help themselves and it it's you just get absolutely ecstatic when um when this happens and you just see people open up or they can't walk and now they can or they're in pain and um now they aren't anymore it's it's beyond words to get to see that Marion you said your husband was a skeptic. What does he say now when he watched you do this? Oh, he said, don't you want to do my vocal print today? <laughs> I does said, <he>, really? <laughs> yes. Does, does he, he believe his eyes? Listener. He's a faithful listener. If he has an issue, he comes to me. And he says, you, know, you, want, to, you want to do some more testing? Because I haven't really had the proper testing equipment. You know, I've been playing with just the tone box. So it's much more difficult to do, but it did. Arri- the SMAD finally arrived uh, late this afternoon, so uh, I think as soon as I hang up, you'll want me to pl- play with that for a while. So uh, we're having a great time, and uh, he's been very, very supportive. He has been doing housework. He's been doing cooking. This is not his thing. We're married 56 years, and <laughs> this is a this is a, a miracle in itself. I tell you, <laughs> he has just been great. What's he say about the movement and the change in your face? He is he's just amazing. he just he said, you look good today and you know <laughs> I don't know if he he's afraid to say too much because he really isn't that expressive of a person but he uh I think he's afraid that maybe it'll go away and then I'll be disappointed or something I don't know. So he just keeps watching me, you know, and saying, well, you know, you look like you did when you were in high school or something like that. Now, you know that that, that we met when we were 16, so he's known me a long time. (laughs) That's the beauty of doing this with frequency and doing it individually because you take care of the first layer, and then you, if it stops working, you take care of the second layer and, and so forth. And it's not like, well, dopamine quits working because you got too used to it. Your body will tell you every day what's the new things that you need, and, and you renew that. And it does change. It does change. So you have to stay on top of it. I just... I thank you both. You are both a gift. And without Dr. Rogers, I wouldn't have met Sherry. And I just feel you've given me and my whole family a new lease on life. And uh, uh, I, I just... I'm grateful, and I thank God for you every day. Well, when you're 104, we'll allow you to quit teaching and talking about this. I, I well, I told my thing. son, I, I'm going to. I want to go to Disney World when I'm 100 and ride in the Mickey Mouse Parade, and he'll only be 80, and he can be with me. 
you were, you know, sort of describing earlier, well, I thought this was going to be the end pretty soon, and, you know, I really couldn't walk, couldn't function, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds like you've got at least another 60 or 70 years left, Marion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I couldn't, couldn't, I couldn't button my blouse. I couldn't button my shirt. And my husband says, you've got to learn how to do this, because I'm, I'm okay with unbuttoning, but I am not so good with buttoning. So you <laughs> The other program that we have that a lot of people are excited about is the rejuvenation one, which is the anti-aging. And Marion can tell you, I do not look like I'm 65 years old. No. Wow, that great. So we can teach. I think we already did that one on the Guardian program. And people can go back and pick up that software when they become members and and get a whole, um, I don't know what you call it, collection of all these different programs, and, and just the one little one that's free, people can start their um, own practice with. It's called Nano Voice, and they can download it from Nano N A N O NanoVoice dot org. And there's a little um, booklet there, an instruction booklet. There's instructions for Mac users. There's some charts there. That's our gift to the world because we want people to know that the frequencies of their voice tells other people who they are. And you punch a few buttons, seven buttons, I think, and it spits out a report of who you are and how you're feeling for the day. And when people see that and they realize their voice really does hold information, it opens a whole new world to them. I tell my friends, you know, this really isn't a new thing, and you already know how to do this. When you call someone on the phone that you know pretty well, you'll say, ooh, you're not having a good day today, are you? You can tell by the sound of the voice. Or you're having a happy day, or a sad day, or you're depressed, or, you know, you're sick. It all You know that over the phone. You can't see them, but you you hear it in the voice. So you already know all this. Well, I think people know it on um, a level... Of even growing up, think about young men going through puberty, and their voice changes in reaction to their hormones. Mm-hmm. And so, it's in there that hormones change the voice. So, what about that could be beneficial? And we just we crack the codes for the rest of it for their genes and and toxins and diseases and syndromes and nutrients and whatever else is going on in their life. And my rose-colored wish for the world is I want everybody to have this. And if I had my way, and if I had enough money, I'd give it all away. But somebody's uh-huh. got, got to pay the light bill. Right. Some people have asked me, how in the world could this technology do anything with a gene that's defective or a gene that's not functional for them? In other words, they have a genetic problem, and that's why they have the symptoms of Parkinson's. What would be your explanation to that question? Well, we can shut off or turn on a gene, Dr. Apsley that we talked about in the beginning, the way he got familiar with my work is he was working with a little girl named April that had Down syndrome, and she came here with her mother, and the Down syndrome symptoms, the the face, the large forehead, the slanted eyes, the club-looking fingers, all of that disappeared because we were able to shut down that gene. It's all frequency. It's all frequency. Your whole body, everything is made of frequency. 
Absolutely. Frequency comes first, I think, and then the body manifests. And you're kind of there in a stupor. I can hear it, Dr. Uh, Rogers. If people want to go on YouTube and look under my name, Sherry, and it's Sherry with an A, and a lot of people miss that, and that's why I spell it for people, S-H-A-R-R-Y. You can see the reversal of stroke damage. People get their voice back. Reversal of MS. Uh, the restructuring of somebody's leg that was in a state of trauma brings people out of comas, getting rid of back pain, getting rid of uh, tumors, getting rid of epilepsy. It's uh-huh. all there, and it's all documented. Oh, it's exciting work, Sherry. People who then, let's say, do engage and either visit your clinic and get a consultation or and decide to actually get the training and get the equipment and learn how to do the work are going to be in a position not only to do an analysis for themselves now, but rather continuously. So next month, two months from now, three months from now, if things tend to shift and if a symptom happens to come up for them that's new, they'll be able to apply this technology and discover what's actually happened and then have a solution. Is that explanation correct? That's beautiful, uh, and that's exactly what happens. And they can see it beforehand. We can look at cancer before it ever happens. You can look at vitamin A frequencies go very high, catalase frequencies go very low, and calcitonin, which controls the calcium of the body, begins to not be balanced. Can I tell a little story about cancer and calcium? Oh, please do. So in looking at those three, people can tell years ahead of time what's going on with their body. They're not able to use um, some of the issues of catalase, getting rid of trash out of the body, vitamin A. You're looking at bile salts and and making beta carotene. And it's also the same frequency of some of Dr. Brzezinski's stuff. But here's what happens to the body. And I'm not making this up. This comes from Dr. Robert O. Becker that when the body gets traumatized or hurt or cut, the signal, the cells send out a little rescue me signal, and what they do is call calcium to the site. And when there's no calcium, there is a cancer food in the body that is one one-hundredth away from the frequency of calcium. So if there's no calcium in the system, the body calls to it this frequency and it's cancer food. So if people who have cancer in their families, keeping good calcium up and running and keeping your calcitonin, which is the regulator of calcium in the blood, if you monitor those and keep them up and running, then it's doubtful that you're going to have to go ahead and experience the the cancer. And that's an incredibly profound piece of information that ought to be in every household. Boy, that is incredibly powerful. And it sounds like through frequencies you can help just the body distinguish the difference between the cancer and the calcium. Yes, there's other things that happen. This it's called five H E T E and it is a cancer food and it uh, false. It creates itself out of arachidonic acid and hydrogen peroxide. And 
that's in the actual medical literature. But we can watch it by way of its frequencies in the body. Here's another piece about cancer that sort of ticks me off. I don't know how much time we have left. They have known for years that chronic lymphocytic leukemia comes from the inability of the body to process cortisol. They've known this. I found it in the literature, uh, an article written in 1929. Nobody would listen to this guy. And when the body begins not to be able to use cortisol, leukemia happens because the body just can't replenish the cells it needs to fight off whatever is, is attacking. Now, if they've known that for this many years, why don't they use it? Have you ever heard of cortisol being used in the fight of cancer? Not, Not likely. No. But we can look at iron. We can look at the iron molecule. We can look at what's going on with uh, chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Look at their cortisol, balance it up, give them the sounds. I don't know if you can buy cortisol off of the shelf, Um but we can give it to people by sound, but we do it all experimentally. This is a research center, and we have to say it that way, but we have results. We're not medical. We went to the FDA and said, you know, we're interested in becoming um, legitimate or whatever, and their answer was not medical, go away. So I sometimes I don't understand why they let us do what we do, but then when they call us and they want ricin decoded to find out if it's in, been in somebody's voice or in some geographic location, then I understand. But I also know that this stuff is God-protected. There, there's so much that goes on. Somebody took a picture of my aura a couple of years ago, and you can see this big arm, and, and the person's in a white robe, and there's this big arm that comes down over my head. <laughs> You're not alone, Sherry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. And it's just, I don't yeah. know how spiritual out, people out there are, but that gives me faith that I'm doing the right thing. Right. But there's so much that we find in the numbers that conventional medicine hasn't even touched. The body's math. You mentioned in an earlier show a connection between tetanus inoculations and Parkinson's. Has that continued to be revealed to you in the work that you've done recently? Absolutely, especially if you've got problems with the little toe side of the foot. There's either pain there or that side of the foot's curling under. Then it's that live tetanus virus that's called causing it. And it, lockjaw, it looks like Parkinson's. They freeze a lot, you know, when they try to take a step and it, your muscles just won't behave and they won't go where they ought to go. It is really tetanus, and they're not willing to admit that there are vaccination relationships that's going on with Parkinson's. Uh, Marion had that in her chart and some of her toe turn, toes turning under. We had to give her the antidote for the tetanus shot. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's straightened out in a very short time. So we can kill pathogens with this. We can open receptor sites, like maybe you have your receptor site for GABA closed down and, and you get bipolar because of that. We can open that receptor site or close it. We can open a gene. 
you know, and some things that are really high in the voice we don't want to mess with. If you've got a longevity gene and it's high and off the chart, who cares, right? And if you've got a pathogen gene and it's very low, who cares if a pathogen frequency is low? We don't want it to be high. So you have to use some common sense with all of this, and that's what we teach in the in the week-long class. But people can go ahead and join the once-a-month class, you know, and get their toes wet and see if this is what they'd like to do. Or they can join us for happy hour every other Tuesday and watch it happen and see how easy it is. You know, this is so easy. I don't know why somebody didn't do this eons ago. Mm. It makes sense. You've got an energy body. Let's find out what makes the energy body work. Let's put it back into perfect balance and ta-da, perfect health. <laughs> Voila. <laughs> what time is happy hour air every other week? It's from 6 to 7 Ohio time, so that's 3 to 4 Pacific time. And it's free. Just go to the site, soundhealthoptions.com, and it's a little looks like a little postage stamp on the right-hand side. Just click that, and it will give you a little um, link to join. And we have 30, 40 people usually. And it's usually the first person with their hand up. <laughs> they get to do their thing. This week we talked a little bit about the um, lost wisdom of willow bark, which is the idea that the ancient Indians used to go get a little willow branch and splay it out and, and brush their teeth with it. And it was very good for a toothache or a headache or anything else. So if they had something that was painful, they just used these little willow twigs. And some of the shaman, you know, kept a supply of those willow twigs um, during the winter for pain. But why did that happen? They don't know. But now they know it's salicylic acid. It's aspirin. There's aspirin in that willow bark. And the Indians discovered it. And they've used it until 2004 in bare aspirin and got patents and everything else on it, even though they didn't know how it blocked the pain receptor sites. So here we have all this FDA that gets things recalled, that sells things off, that gets um, fined for uh, giving things away that they shouldn't that belong to other people. We've got this corrupt um, FDA going on. And I don't doubt that there's a lot of people there really trying to do a good job but their reputation is not good. And they're trying to monitor all this and make people prove this, 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 and this before they allow it to happen. And the Indians knew about it all along, so this lost idea of the willow bark. One story really quick, 9-11 coming up. We went into the ground zero. We got the fireman's cough stopped. We told the CDC we knew how to stop it. We went to them. They said, can't do it, not FDA approved. But one of their people called us in the, one night, and we went to the firemen's union, and we showed them how to stop the firemen's cough. We did it for 17 of their people. Their attorneys would not allow us to go any further because we weren't FDA approved, we didn't have permission, blah, blah, blah. Even though there were donations of millions of dollars, they still cut us off from helping. Now look at the billions of dollars and the thousands of lives that were affected by this because the government and the union would not allow us to come forward like the willow bark. 
we have results. We just don't know how we're getting them. So we have a plan, Sherry, to be able to actually hold a week training session with topics that are all relevant to individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's. There's not a date yet or a week set for that yet, but you'll work on that. I would suggest it would be a good idea to make it at least several months out. People need time to plan their travel and their lives and probably the little longer lead time, the more people that we'd actually get to come physically to that class. I know people will attend, and uh, and so you'll have a good crowd there. Well, I think we'll do a pre-class just for the Parkinson's. We'll put it up on YouTube or on your site so people can come in and, and look at how to use these programs. Then we'll plan the week-long course. That sounds great. Just tell me what when you want to do that and we'll get the word out so people can attend and see what's really involved. That sounds wonderful. So the goal is to really have a representative, at least one in each state and each country, and to get the uh, the training out there so people can begin to treat themselves, diagnose themselves, and help others. Yes. And I want to also remind everyone who didn't have a chance to hear a prior program, Sherry, you listened to a voice profile of Michael J. Fox, and you know why he has the symptoms of Parkinson's. I do, but, you know, I have forgotten. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and look at it again. I think you said it was a comp comp, uh, issue. Uh, The COMT? Yeah, yeah. The enzyme? Yep, I believe you said that's what it was. I should have pulled that out and had it ready for this show. But if if anybody can get in touch with him, let him know what we're doing. Right, right. But I think the gist of what you're saying is quite remarkable, and that's that everyone's situation is unique, and there are many, many factors at play here, and the technology that you've been able to develop allows you to be able to disentangle all that complexity and to actually do something about it. Yes, it comes out in sheets of reports, and then we look at what's common, and just go from there. So, Miriam, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we sign off? No, I think everybody pretty much knows my story by now, but it's it's not ended. It will continue. (laughs) Tune in for the next chapter. It clearly is in process. And, Cherry, anything else you want to add before we need to sign off? Just thank you, Marion, for doing this and being on the show with us. You're a spunky lady. And thank you, Dr. Rogers, for bringing this to the community. It is an honor and a high privilege to be able to do the work at Parkinson's Recovery. And it's exciting uh, to me to discover all the wonderful work that you're doing, Sherry, the contribution that you're making. Your work is absolutely awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Sound hope, people. There is sound hope. (laughs) That's right. Not sound health, but sound hope. I love that, Marion. And when we find out new stuff, we'll come back. That would be absolutely wonderful. So our next actual agenda item will be to have that that short session where there will be an introduction of exactly what's involved and an explanation of what that course might entail by way of recruiting even more people. I know there are just a number of people who are already involved, but recruiting more and more people who uh, can come from across the country and and from other countries and become involved in this venture. And they can do it online. They don't have to come here. They are welcome to, but they can do all of it without leaving their 
Right. Computer chair. Even though it's online, even though it's online, people need to understand that they 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 help you every step of the way, and you can ask a million questions like I do, and they always answer them, and so and you don't need to feel alone. And they're, they're 48 hours a day. <laughs> and they're cameras, so you can watch what we're doing. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. So it works out. And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you are listening to this radio show, that you are on the road to recovery. I'm Robert Rogers, and this is Parkinson's Recovery. Good day.